Welcome to Ayurveda 101 with Mappy, easy Ayurveda for today's complex world. We're here to help you navigate the ancient science of Ayurveda, India's natural wellness system, so you can feel your healthiest, happiest, and most empowered every single day. We're hosted by Maharishi Ayurveda, America's first and oldest Ayurveda company. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice, so always check with your doctor before starting a new regimen. Let's get started. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to episode number two of Ayurveda 101 with Mappy. Uh, I am your host today. I'm Sean Diddy, and I'm a PhD candidate, which makes me a stress scientist, but I'm also a joy detective. I'm also a mom, and you'll occasionally see me on TV. I am so glad to be with you on this podcast because last week we talked about seasonal pollen with Ayurvedic clinician, lecturer, and health coach Shankari Wegman. She's soon to be a PhD, and uh, she's agreed to come back. We're doing a whole series. So we're going to just keep going. We're going to keep that conversation rolling. So hello again, Shankari. Thank you so much, Sean. Oh, we're glad to have you back. So today's topic is a big one. It is food sensitivities, and we are not talking about medical food allergies here. That's a very serious condition, and that should be addressed with your medical doctor. What we're talking about is uh, like foods that, you know, how some people will say they just don't sit right. Like, you know, sometimes you eat something and you feel bloated or nauseous, or maybe you notice you get diarrhea or constipation every time you eat it. I mean, gluten and dairy are common triggers. Um, I have a weird thing with garlic. I I don't know. It's up to the person. It it varies. But Shankari, let's make this about everybody here. Can you tell us what's going on from an Ayurvedic perspective? You know, Sean, the the first thing I'd like to say is I just want to reiterate what you said, which is that if you or your family member, if anyone is having a serious food allergy, that's really something that you should talk to your doctor about and really have that medical attention about. What we're talking about here with food sensitivities is more of what you were saying, you know, that feeling of being bloated or gassy or something like that. And the first point is first just to be aware of it. Sometimes we're not even making those connections of this food. When I eat this food, it creates that feeling of being bloated. So the first thing is just being aware of it. Um, And the second thing, it's maybe a little bit obvious, but if those things are causing discomfort, it's better to avoid those things. Your body right now is not a fan of those uh, foods. And the third thing is that any kind of uh, foods that are creating some sort of intolerance to the physiology, say like dairy or, or something like that. From the Ayurvedic perspective, this is kind of a reflection of what's going on in our digestion. So it all comes back to what we were talking about in episode one, which is that connection of our digestion and our immune system, because it's beyond just, you know, being sensitive to that certain food, because so many people can eat those foods and not have that. So what's going on in our own physiology, where our digestive system is just not comfortable with those foods? And what can we do to strengthen that kind of connection. You referred to episode one, and literally at that moment, I was thinking, I was wondering how the doshas factor in. So um, as a listener, if you're new to Ayurveda, the doshas are considered subtle uh, energies. They govern every aspect of your body's functioning from your body type to your digestion and elimination to your thought patterns. See, Shankari, I'm learning. Um, And we did talk a bit about them in episode one of this series. So if you're listening and you missed episode one, um, later on after you listen to this one, just go back and pick that one up 
later. But Shankari, let's recap just a little bit of the doshas and then let's move on and talk about how they might factor into all this. Great. So this word doshas, again, there's three doshas, vata, pitta, and kapha. And like you said, uh, these doshas are governing certain aspects of our physiology. And vata dosha, we can say, is the lightest dosha. It's made up of space and air. Pitta dosha um, is made up of fire and water, predominantly fire. And kapha dosha is made up of earth and water, predominantly earth. So you have vata dosha, that's the lightest dosha. Kapha dosha, that's the heaviest dosha. And then in the then you have pitta dosha, that fiery dosha. So in terms of food sensitivities, we might notice different experiences after eating foods, and there's a connection to the different doshas. So for example, vata dosha is, as we mentioned, very light because it's made up of space and air. So it's the lightest dosha. So any kinds of foods that are light or cold, um, it's going to increase vata. It's going to create that experience of gas or bloating or that feeling of discomfort. So things even like raw foods, that's going to actually affect vata dosha people more. They might not just feel very comfortable after eating that. So that's more of a vata sensitivity. Pitta dosha, again, made up of fire and water. Pitta is also sensitive. Um, and because of that fire-water combination, predominantly fire, we want to be aware of foods that have more of that fiery quality, such as spicy foods like jalapenos or chilies and even vinegar or uh, yeast. All, those kinds of foods um, can create a little bit more heat. Um, and, you know, examples of vegetables that also do that are tomatoes, bell peppers, onions and garlic like you had mentioned that have more of that heating element and the symptom that a person can experience from that is something like uh, heartburn or acidity in the stomach. Um, and kapha dosha, again, kapha is the heaviest dosha, mostly of that earth value. And uh, the foods that are going to increase kapha also are heavy. So what that means are these foods are like breads or cheeses, uh, even bananas um, can be heavy for kapha. So cold foods also can aggravate kapha. And the experience of that increased kapha in terms of food sensitivities is that a person after eating that, they just feel really sluggish. Um, their digestion just feels really slow or the food just is sitting there. So in these different ways, if we just reflect on how we feel after we eat, whether we're bloated, which is more vata, or having a little bit more heartburn, which is more pitta, or just that, you know, kind of sluggish feeling after we eat, which is more kapha, we see this connection of the doshas and how we experience our diet through our digestive strength. You also mentioned ama in episode one. Can you just touch on that real quickly? As Because I feel like we're getting deeper into this. Great point. So ama, again, spelled A-M-A. Ama just means impurities or just that kind of, you know, undigested product from food. So that just kind of sits there. It can create some heaviness. And when these digestive impurities build up, they can bog down our digestive system. So it makes us a little bit more hypersensitive to foods that might not affect anybody else. But for us, it just does not do well with digestion. And then another factor we also have to 
be mindful when we're talking about food sensitivities are environmental factors which can affect the quality of food. So we really want to put our attention on having fresh foods, organic foods, avoiding anything that's genetically modified or foods that have pesticides. Those different factors are also going to create sensitivity to how we digest foods. So we just want to be mindful about that as well. You've been kind of talking about gut health, and gosh, that's such a hot topic in the wellness world these days. What's the actual Ayurvedic take on that? Yeah, it's a it's a really, really, really great question. Um, it is such a big buzzword these days. And Ayurveda has always been focused on gut health. Uh, you know, in a way we can say, even though it's over 5,000 years old, Ayurveda has really been ahead of the game when we're talking about the health of our digestive system. Uh, there's a beautiful saying in Ayurveda, which goes, Roga Sarvepi Mandagno, which means that the root cause of balance lies in poor digestion. So roga means any kind of dis, you know, imbalance, we can say. Sarvepi means, um, you know, all. Um, Mandagno, slow digestion. So the root cause of imbalance lying in poor digestion kind of shows you that for any kind of imbalance, we have to address the strength of our digestive fire because that's really what's helping transform the intelligence of the foods that we're eating into energy and into vitality that's then helping our immune system stay strong. So if the digestive strength or that digestive fire is weak or even erratic or even too high, then metabolism is also going to be affected. And the nourishment that we're getting is also going to be affected. So we see that even if we're eating, you know, organic foods, et cetera, like that, we want to make sure that our digestive system is strong so that it can take out those essential nutrients and nourish our physiology. So one of the foundational pillars of Ayurveda really is in having a strong digestive fire because that's that ability to metabolize everything to its finest particle. And that's what's helping our immune system do its job so effortlessly. So there's so many different kinds of Ayurvedic strategies for keeping our gut health really strong. You might have heard of this. It's a drink that's called lassi, uh, and it's a combination of yogurt and water when combined really helps to keep our digestive fire strong. Um, and what's really interesting is that yogurt on its own is really heavy, but when you combine it with water and you mix it, it actually has a different effect. It actually is a little bit lighter. It aids digestion, boosts immunity, and not only does it have you know really good bacteria within it, but it also has calcium, vitamin D, so many you know different elements like that. But most of all, it's delicious, <laughs> and it also can prevent any kind of heartburn or gas or bloating. Um, so lassi is is kind of something that Ayurveda has really had for such a long time to make sure our digestive fire stays strong. Okay, I'm in New York City right now, and I used to live in L.A., but I grew up in Iowa, so I had never even heard of Lassie. In fact, we were kind of joking before the show that I, I say Lassie. Um, <laughs> but I, I did get to host an Ayurvedic cooking show for MIU, and uh, that was a while back, and we made Lassie, and I learned a lot about it. But I, I also learned there are a lot of different kinds, right, like mango Lassie and digestive Lassie. Um, so, Shankari, we talked about this, and you said that you have some favorite recipes. Oh, wait, and um, for you listening, Listening to the podcast, don't worry. We're going to post the recipes at mappy.com. So no need to try to remember or write them down. You'll be able to find them later. So back to you, Shankari. Any good uh, lessee recipes? 
Yes, yes, there's so many, and I would love just to share two of them with you. Um, and, you know, lessies are something that my family loves. I've grown up drinking them. My children love them, and they're so easy to make. Um, so the two of them that I'd like to share is one is a digestive lessie. So what makes it digestive is the spices that are added into this. Um, so we want to start out with yogurt, and the yogurt we want to make sure is organic and and it's good to have, you know, to start out with whole um, yogurt. That's totally fine. And usually, you know, if you're new to it, the dilution you can use is one to four, which means one part yogurt and four parts water. So you can just mix it. And to that uh, room temperature water, you can add you know, a pinch of ground ginger, a pinch of ground cumin, a pinch of ground coriander, and you can even add a pinch of salt to taste. And then you can blend that, you know, just even with a fork or a whisk and go ahead and drink that. And this has so many wonderful, healthy, um, nutritional value for the physiology. And more than anything, it just makes the digestive process really smooth. Um, now, if you are wanting something a little bit sweet, another lessi uh, recipe is one with rose, which just sounds so good. Um, and what you can do with this recipe, you can... Um, have that same dilution like we mentioned before or even if you want to make it a little bit thicker um, you could have one part of uh, yogurt and you can do uh, you know three parts water and to that you can take a tablespoon of the organic rose petal spread um, or if you don't want to do the spread, you can take a teaspoon of organic rose water that's food grade and blend it into it. And then you can add any kind of sugar to taste if you'd like, or even cardamom, just a pinch of cardamom to it um, if you'd like. And it is so refreshing, so cooling. That is one of our favorite recipes at home. Is It's so decadent also. Um, so those are just two simple things that you can try. And it's just very soothing for the whole process of digestion. Oh, thank you. And you can find those recipes at mappy.com slash blogs slash recipes slash digestive dash Lussi. Um, and that's L-A-S-S-I. Okay, we know herbs are always an important part of any Ayurvedic wellness regimen. So um, are there any botanicals that are particularly helpful for gut health? Yeah, it's a great point. Um, so that, you know, just to recap that, those lessies are wonderful. You know, it has that probiotic effect in the physiology um, 100%. But when you're talking about botanicals, there are so many herbs and spices that also afford that kind of support to the digestive system. And a couple of these products uh, I'd love to mention is one is Allergi, um, and then GI is just capital G, capital I. And this herbal supplement is amazing. It supports natural resistance to any kind of food sensitivities, and it also strengthens and nourishes the health of the GI tract or the gastrointestinal tract. And the other one is uh, triphala, which is, um, you know, the word itself, it's made up of three fruits, triphala, uh, three, and phala means fruits. So triphala is a wonderful product that is also helping promote healthy digestion 
And Moppy has a product uh, called Trifla Rose, where even a little bit of cabbage rose is added to this mixture to kind of help support digestion. So it's helping elimination while supporting that gut-brain axis for better brain health and balanced emotions and stronger immunity. Um, some ingredients within it are pomegranate and cumin, which also help balance digestive enzymes. Turmeric, like we mentioned in the first episode, is also there along with ginger. And in that trifla, uh, again, it's made up of three fruits. And these are haritaki, bibitaki, and amalaki, each having a beneficial uh, strength and support to that digestive system by increasing the absorption of nutrients, purifying any kind of impurities, strengthening the liver, um, you know, all around just helping strengthen digestion and immunity. So in this way, um, you know, Mopi's really kind of made it easy by even creating a set of these herbal supplements to help with any kind of food sensitivities. We talked in this podcast about avoiding foods that make us feel uncomfortable, but are there any specific or general foods or dietary suggestions you'd recommend for people with food sensitivities? And again, these are just suggestions. Listen to your body and, of course, refer to your doctor and your preferred medical professionals in regard to specific issues with your health. But Shankari, anything you'd kind of recommend we, we incorporate into our diet? Great question, and I love that you mentioned listening to your body. That's that's number one, always being self-referral. And as you said, if there's anything serious, please you know connect with your primary care physician to talk a little bit more about your particular uh, you know digestive issues or any kind of sensitivities like that. And you know when we're talking about food, I love that quote from Hippocrates, and this is from 400 BC, and he says, "Let." food be thy medicine and medicine be thy food. So you really see this huge connection of food as medicine. Um, and just having that perspective that everything that we're eating is medicine that is nourishing our physiology is really important because, again, diet and that strength of digestion is a pillar in Ayurveda. Everything comes down to that digestive strength. So like you mentioned, what are some, you know, kind of dietary suggestions or even specific diet? Um, one thing is that we just want to always start with fresh foods, organic foods, avoiding anything processed processed, avoiding even anything microwaved um, or any kind of leftovers because that energy within the food is also getting affected. Um, we can also just have more warm foods, freshly prepared, prepared with love. That is a huge secret ingredient. Um, and even cooking at home really is wonderful. If The more we can cook at home, putting our love and attention in our food, that's also what we are digesting. So just, you know, it might be hard to do initially, but just focusing or putting attention in that area can make a huge difference with digestion because you know exactly what's going into your food. Focusing on cooked vegetables, grains, legumes of fruits, nuts, seeds, wholesome fresh ingredients is also really important. So having a wide variety. Sometimes people say, you know, having the rainbow in your foods, like with all the rainbow colors represented with your vegetables, that's also important because each 
one of them is giving specific nutrients. Um, having more vegetables than grain could be a good way to start. Uh, having lunch as the main meal, avoiding any kind of sour kind of products, you know, even like yeast, like we mentioned, or vinegar, yogurt, cottage cheese, all of that in the evening, especially to avoid. And again, like we mentioned, yogurt by itself is heavy, but when you combine it with water to make it lissy, it's very good for your digestive health. Even like when we say eating your main meal at lunch, we also want to put attention on breakfast and dinner. Uh, and usually we just want to have a lighter quality meal at that time. Again, always just being self-referral to our hunger, eating when we're hungry. Um, but those meals can be a little bit smaller or a little bit lighter according to our hunger. And for breakfast, we want to have it around 7 a.m., between 7 and 8.30 a.m. And for dinner, we want to have it a little bit early you know, maybe even about around 6.30 or 7, 7.30 p.m., somewhere in that range, so that we give a little bit of a gap before we go to sleep, because otherwise we're taking that heavy kind of dinner with us into our bed. So having dinner a little bit early, a little bit lighter is also important. Um, avoiding alcohol or any kind of stimulants like caffeine or even high sugary kind of products such as cakes, uh, you know, cookies, pastries, things like that. And of course, if you strongly desire it, definitely enjoy it, have a small little bit, savor it. And anything homemade has love in it. Um, and just avoiding, you know, any kind of cold things like we had mentioned before, cold foods, cold drinks, that just slows down that digestive process. And that includes ice cream, you know, frozen yogurt, all those kinds of things. So those are just some kind of tips. And if there's foods that are bothering you that you're aware of, you know, just doing a little bit of a reset in this way helps us to reintroduce those foods slowly so we can see how we feel when we eat those foods that were bothering us before if we do some of these changes. Um, and something simple like kitri, which you can find on the Mopi website, this recipe for kitri, which is a combination of moong dal, which is a legume, uh, with some grain. You could use rice. You can use quinoa. Um, there's a lovely recipe, and this just is a very nice kind of light meal that you can have on days when you might feel a little bit sluggish. And for those who are on the go, there's also a recipe at moppy.com with uh, making it in a thermos. So you can have this kitchery that's being cooked in your thermos while you're you know, on the go. So those are some simple options that can help just put our attention on our diet and how we feel. So again, it's not just what we're eating, but how we're cooking it, uh, how we're feeling while we're eating it. And one last principle is even while you're eating your food, just to have our attention on the food, not on our phone, not on, you know, watching a movie, just being simple, you know, giving a little gratitude, enjoying every single bite of our food as it is nourishing us. So just some simple tips can make a huge difference in how we are digesting our food.
You know, cooking with love is one of my favorite Ayurvedic principles. Thank you for bringing that up. And thank you for all of these tips. In fact, it is time to wrap up for this episode, but we are going to continue our Ayurveda allergen conversation in the next episode with Shankari. So please stay with the podcast because we've got more tips coming, especially if you deal with year-round allergies to pets and dust. So thank you, Shankari. We'll see you soon. And uh, for more information, go to mappy.com slash allergen dash wellness-hub, and you'll find all kinds of great information, as well as links to some of the herbs we talked about. And uh, for those recipes, same thing, mappy.com slash blogs slash recipes, and just search around, you'll find them. You know, just look at Mappy in general, uh, because you'll find a wide range of topics, including more on digestion and skin and sleep, long list, just check it out at mappy.com. And please subscribe to our podcast, and we want you to tune into our next episode, because it's part three of this series, and we want to see you there. See you soon. This episode of Ayurveda 101 was produced by Mappy in partnership with Headquest Productions and She Did It Productions. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.